This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 485 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by VDXL.com. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Bobby Costello, who grew up fox hunting and showing in South Hamilton, Massachusetts, the original location of the United States Equestrian Team headquarters. After graduating from college, he ventured into the horse business full-time, earning the honor of representing the United States in the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games and again in the 2003 Pan American Games. Bobby's tip today is about the importance of getting the approach right when jumping. But first, a word about today's sponsor, FeedXL.com. When you go to FeedXL.com, you can get all of the nutritional information you need to make sure that your horse has a healthy, balanced diet in just three easy steps. Just log on and tell FeedXL about your horse. Then, tell FeedXL what your horse eats or what you want your horse to be eating. Then see the results. FeedXL does all of the math and all of the nutritional science to give you an accurate picture of what your horse is really eating and whether his nutritional needs are really being met or exceeded. And as if that wasn't enough, FeedXL has forums where you can interact with other FeedXL members and a cost calculator where you can formulate the cost of what you're feeding in real dollars. Go to FeedXL.com today and discover for yourself why smart horse folks from all over the world use it to be absolutely sure they're feeding their horses exactly what they need in the most cost-effective way possible. And there's a newsflash. FeedXL.com has been awarded Best Software Product Servicing the Agricultural Industry by the Australian Business Awards. Congratulations, FeedXL.com. Now, enjoy today's tip cross-country day, um, part of it, we, we spend a lot of time talking about uh, about technique. And, you know, I'll say that, you know, we're not going to be just running around jumping jumps just for the sake of it. Yeah. Because uh, oftentimes, you know, we go to events and um, and you see, you know, people that, that so many people just don't have a real understanding of balance and pace and rhythm and what, what kind of, what ingredients that you need to make up a successful approach and execution of, of any type of jump. So, um, you know, we'll spend a lot of time with the different canners, you know, the, the different positions that you, that one might need for, for either just a fly fence or, you know, we practice, you know, galloping, you know, just galloping down to a lovely fly fence, but actually galloping down in balance. You don't necessarily have to slow down for a fly fence, but you absolutely have to be able to, influence the balance in an uphill fashion. So no matter, you know, no matter what might happen, you're in the correct balance to safely jump the jump. I always use, you know, like Philip and Boyd and Will Faudry as, as good examples of, you know, those are probably three of the fastest cross country riders in the, in the country right now. And, but you will, you will have to, you know, you'll have to sit out there for a long time to, to see those guys not come to a jump in, in the correct balance, no matter how, quickly they're coming they're always they always have their horses in, a, in in the correct balance for whatever type of jump that they need to jump so we spend a lot of time you know the type of the type of position that you might need 
for a for a for a drop jump or um, coming into it like a, just a simple coffin. You know, the position there is obviously different than than any kind of jump just galloping through the field. So, you know, it's really, really important to have the technical skills to successfully execute whichever type of, of, of jump that, that, that you're trying to successfully get over. Yeah, I mean, balance is one thing, of course, but taking into account, obviously, the level of of experience for horse and rider and the, the terrain and the footing all of there's so many different aspects aren't there of this and how you would ride your horse in in different footing too yeah exactly um you have to take all that into consideration you know when i'm walking courses with my lower level students um say that we're we're coming to a a, a complex where it's just a simple maybe roll top two strides um and then hop off a bank but it'll be really interesting, if, especially if it's a, a competition that has um, higher levels as well. Oftentimes, you'll see the progression of, yeah, well, maybe you only have to jump a roll top two strides and, and drop down. But maybe by the time you get to the intermediate level, that roll top is going to be set only a bounce stride away from the bank. And then you take two strides afterwards to a skinny. So I, I like to encourage my students to you know, rock, come to, even though your, your fence is actually fairly easy compared to the, the intermediate start practicing at the lower level that type of that that ultimate type of uh, balance pace rhythm that you would need as you move up the level um, start practicing that perfect technique even at the lower levels so as you as you move on up it's not going to seem like such a stretch yeah, and exactly. And uh, I think, you know, practicing that it's all about having an independent seat and, and being in, have such a strong independent seat that you never interfere with the horse's rhythm. And as you say, you pointed out those great riders, and I think of people like Lucinda Green and, and Ginny Lang, Ginny Elliott, as she is now, uh, just showing, you know, that, that we, we came up through different generations, uh, Bobby. <laughs> 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 that, but of those riders, and if you watch somebody like Ginny and Lucinda, they never, and Toddy, of course, Mark Todd is another one, they never interfere uh, with the horse's rhythm, and no matter what type of fence that they're approaching, and no matter what the footing, no matter what the conditions, they are always within that horse's rhythm, and jumping the fence is just another stride. Yeah, and I, I grew up just you know, mostly because I, you know, obviously wasn't running to England all the time, but I used to watch every badminton and Burley tape that I could possibly get my hands on, you know, from, you know, as, as, as early as they started making VHS tapes, watching those guys and learning so much about, about, um, pace and rhythm. And, and as you said, staying out of your horse's way and being able to influence the balance at speed and, um, just amazing. Like if, if you can still get your hands on some of those, uh, you know, it's really well worth it because you can learn so much just by 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 watching and looking and um, and, and you know, it, and, and it's really fun to see those guys when they're back in their heyday. Absolutely. And back to the techniques, of course. You know, consider everything that your coach, your professionals, tell you about approaching different types of fences and where you need to be, in, so you're not in the horse's way, but you you really just allowing to continue that rhythm and take that fence in, in a horse's stride without... Inter and, and, of course, the other thing that uh, when you're competing, it, it, Bobby, is, is, of course, the time factor that you, when you're landing, that you're not... It, that that jump is not 
been, if you will, a hurdle, uh, quote unquote, in the way of your natural rhythm and the speed away from the fence so that you're going away from the fence with the same momentum as you were coming into it. Because if you don't have that impulsion, you might lose a second here or there over some types of fences, wouldn't you? Yeah, and and I often think he, I think Mark Todd is a great person to watch for this. How he actually makes up a, a second or two after every jump. He moves away from the jumps so quickly, mm. um, but but you know he but he's absolutely in control and in the proper balance for the jump. But man, he he is so quick to get away from the jumps, and and that that's where I I think you know the good riders like that. They really make up their time on the backside of the jumps, not just not just you know how fast they come to the jump. Because obviously, you know, for every type of jump, there's a different type of balance, and sometimes you really do have to slow down. Um, but just watch these guys how quickly they move away from the jumps, and and, and it really I mean, you wonder, wow, how, how do they make the time? Because it doesn't look like they're going that fast to the jumps, but um, they're very, very, very good about the line that they take, um, conservative line that they take and getting away quickly from the, from the jumps. Well, there you go. And thanks, Bobby and Chris Stafford of the Eventing Radio Show. If you'd like to hear more, this tip is an excerpt from episode 153 of the Eventing Radio Show, and you can find it on the show's website, www.eventingradio.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows of the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zoom and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zoom, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.